You're listening to the Mashup Americans. Hey, I'm Rebecca Lair, Aquarius Sun, Gemini Moon, Cancer Rising. And I'm Amy Choi, Taurus Sun, Taurus Moon, and Virgo Rising. And we are the Mashup Americans. Oh, boy. I mean, some people really know what this means, is what I'm saying. Um, uh, Well, so this week we are talking about the universe, the sun, the moon, the stars, and of course, how it all relates to the most important thing, which is me. I mean, us. And definitely us. (laughs) Definitely all of us. Yeah, because it's hard sometimes in American culture, which is so individualistic and ambitious. And I'm going to say it. We all hearing it pretty lonely Mm. to kind of remember that we are part of something so much bigger than us. And it's kind of as big as the whole universe. Yeah. And like many universes. All the universe. I mean, sometimes you look up at the stars and it's like, holy shit, I'm so tiny. This is terrifying. And then, you know, you can also look up at the stars and think, holy shit, I'm so tiny. And it's so beautiful out there, like how we're all connected. And we have these little spaces in this big giant world. Oh, my God. Those web telescope images. Oh, boy. My God. (laughs) Really? Uh, Like perspective huh wow (laughs) some big universe is painting making some beautiful artwork so that's what our guest today the fabulous astrologer chani nicholas she's does for us she helps us see our place in the world and hear what the stars are telling us not not just us she has a new york times best-selling book called you were born for this and her chani app has more than a million monthly users And she's going to tell us about how we refresh and regenerate ourselves with the new moon that is happening soon. Plus, her readings are so rude. They're so rude in their accuracy. Uh, It was almost a problem, but (laughs) we were so excited. Here's Chani. Chani, we are extremely thrilled to have you here because we've been following you for years, both as a thinker and a voice in the world and an astrologer and also um, a great at memes. Just like so good at memes. I mean, I think I'm only good at reposting memes. I don't think I'm good at making them myself. I just want to clarify. Well, oh, but you're a curator of the World Wide Web. Just to be clear, also, <laughs> we're elder millennials slash yeah. whatever that ge- generation Catalano. And oh, okay. we don't know how one would even make a meme. So the idea of you, I didn't even know there was anything different. So okay, you're gonna get totally kicked out of the millennial club because y'all created memes. memes. No, thing. no, yeah. I just mm. want you to show me what's funny, and then I okay. slide through. Between you and Adrian Marie Brown, I never. I don't need. We, yeah, we yeah. are like we're like meme siblings. I feel like. Oh, yeah. We were lucky to have her on um, the oh. show last season talking about grief. That was our whole AMD. season. Ugh. And we were calling her our meme lord. But I feel yeah. that there's a meme queens, the two of you together. So meme lord, meme queen. Love it. That's extremely great. into it. Thank you. Wow. What was your kind of pivotal moment, Chani, for looking at the stars? Like, when did you know that this world was for you, that you could be a a translator of it to to other people? I mean, there's a couple different stories. One is that I encountered astrology when I was 12 years old. An astrologer was reading my entire family, but it was like a new family formation. My dad was on his third marriage and she had 
kids and I had known them my whole life, but then all of a sudden we were siblings and, and my new stepmother's mother was a Reiki master and all of her friends were like weirdos and psychics and tarot readers and blah, 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 and astrologers. So they, she sent us to get an astrology reading and the astrologer started talking and I was like, what is this? I know this, or this is like, <laughs> this makes so much sense to me. Hmm. And you know, everyone else was like, oh yeah, whatever. And I was just like riveted. Mm. And she had written a book and my dad got it for me. And that was the beginning. That was my wow. gateway drug. And then I just was like obsessed with it. Although I didn't grow up on the internet, so I didn't have access to, you know, you had to like find books on astrology, which wasn't so easy. That mm -hmm. that grandmother figure person had a lot. So she eventually got me into classes and stuff like that. Um, and I had like, I gave readings when I was, you know, a teenager and in my early 20s, but I didn't have the confidence for it. And it, it took me a long time to, to say yes to it. I, I was very old when I finally was like, okay, fine, I'll try this as a career because nothing else was working out. And I just felt like a failure at life. And I just felt like I had this huge ambition and huge creative drive. And everywhere I put it, it just fell flat. And it was mm -hmm. so disorienting to me. And then when I finally said yes to astrology, it was like everything worked out. But it was like, I was like at the end of my 30s. Well, first of all, now we know the why the name of your book is you were born for this. Um, oh it God. does feel that there was something you were born for. But also one of the things that I always um, observe, uh, even as I'm taking the details of what you're saying, is she is, knows so much. Like the ability to that you're you're so knowledgeable, like it clearly took a long time to learn the things that you know now and that maybe you had to be at that life stage to be able to do it in a way that people could receive it. Because I feel like there's a I'm like, wow, how did she even connect? those? I don't know that I know anything that well. That's that's one of <laughs> my do. takeaways every time. <laughs> you know, I ha I've just I had a lot of teachers in my life from mm -hmm. a really young age, and and my my greatest fortune I think in life is that I desire growth, and mm -hmm. I'm willing to be uncomfortable in ways that are necessary for growth to occur, and I always wanted to get out of the really dysfunctional situations that I was born into or grew it up through. And so that part of me that was like, fuck this, I'm out, I gotta go search for something is always the seeking and it's been the part that's helped me the most. And it's also the part that knew, I'm really grateful for my ability to know that this was a teacher and that, that I should sit at their feet and I should listen and mm. shut up and get as much as I could from them. And so, you know, when I met that person, you know, my stepmom's mom, I just followed her wherever she went and I would do anything she let me do with her. So the moment she let me take a Reiki course with her, I did. I was 14 years old hmm. and every single course she let me take, I would take and everywhere she invited me to, I would go. And I just needed the healing so badly. I just needed hmm. to be around an adult that had dedicated her life to her own healing and then also facilitating healing spaces for other people. And it just it just fit with me in such a, a a profound way. And I think each of us has that and it gets turned on at some point. And so whatever we have to struggle with or whatever it is we have to carry, 
It's our ability to, I think, locate the door out or the person that's going to give mm. you the bridge to the next thing. That's what mm. saves us. It's, it's that mm-hmm. part of us. It's not the person, but it's the part of us that's willing to do whatever it takes to learn, to grow, to develop, and to be uncomfortable in necessary ways. Oh, I love that so much. I'll cry. I think that there, there's also like what a lesson also to be humble to like have the humility to sit at a teacher's feet. I think that's part of the thing that makes people so uncomfortable is that we're all expected to know everything. Wait, that was time. one thing in my in your book about one of my <laughs> one of the okay readings. Not to know. I was oh, it was an Aquarius uh, oh, son, and I wrote to another woman in our team who's also an Aquarius son. But I was like, <laughs> she said it's okay not to know the answers to everything, and I'm like, is it? She's <laughs> a liar. <laughs> I do need to know. But I think that that idea. Okay, so like you were born for this, which this is the title of your book. Everybody should get it. It was published in 2020, and it came out alongside your app. The two of them go together. And I just think this idea of being born for something encapsulates the seeking that you're talking about. We're all, mm. and I don't, I think the, the challenge is that so many people don't know that they are. They just feel like a gnawing, uh, yeah, like hunger or un- dissatisfaction with something, but that yeah. being willing to surrender to the search is, I think, very difficult in the world that we live in. It's difficult and it's also so necessary. And I I, sometimes I cringe at my own, you know, ideas or that title because it's like, also, there's no pressure, you know, like (laughs) the meaning of your life is like to be of service, I think, like the meaning of your life is to have some fun and, and, and understand yourself. And the meaning of life, I think, is to show up and help each other and, and to, to try to, you know, make meaning out of our suffering in some way, but also no pressure with that. You know, it's like we, there's a way in which there's these really good ideas and then they get on the internet and then they get taken by storm and then they get co-opted in capitalism and then everything feels just like another thing on our to-do list. So Mm -hmm. I, I heard Liz Gilbert once say, maybe the meaning of my life was to go like hold a ladder for a guy once who was like fixing a sign. And I Mm. felt like he might be on a faulty kind of like, maybe that was the entire meaning of my life. And I I get what she's saying. I, I will push back against that, but I want people to grow and develop themselves and, and pursue their passions. But also I think we get it twisted. And I think also sometimes younger folks, I hear them put such a, emphasis on things and want it all to fit into like a neat little box and it just mm. doesn't it's messy and it's got mm-hmm. its own fucking timing and you might not figure it out till you're 72 so what are you going to do you're going to be depressed until then you're going to feel like you're not worth anything until then like what if that happens and i i had to really struggle with that like being at the you know the end of my 30s and being like it hasn't hit yet and it maybe it won't until i'm 60 so mm-hmm. how am i going to live my life or you know i think we just have this way of putting so much pressure on ourselves. And as an astrologer, there is a mark that you were born under. Mm -hmm. And it is to me essential that you find the ways that you need to, to go towards that and to let it express itself and let it show you what it wants to do. Mm -hmm. You're the facilitator of this thing. And 
that creative energy that moves through all things that moves through you wants to express itself in a very unique way. And that's your job. I think that's the sole meaning of your life. It is really interesting. Um, you know, again, elder millennials, so apologies to the younger people too, <laughs> but is this sort of main character energy thing that the internet has and feeling like you have to tell that story, right? That like, yeah. that, that that it has to be <laughs> like Glorious. concise and clear and for everyone. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's just uh, one of the joys that we've found, even, you know, you think about even the Jokes like I can't believe I survived that, but you did, <laughs> and it's also I don't wish some of those things. Some are funny things, and some I don't wish on anyone, or I'm worried that my children will experience, or all those things. Oh but I also note like they're also like part of my fabric and the quilt of yeah. who I am. But there are many funny ones. We're like, oh my God, we just like went to that party, and I, wh- what were we Mm-mm. even doing? I just Mm-mm. got on someone's motorcycle. Who was that oh, man? man? Like, you know what I mean? What happened? <laughs> uh, okay, so for your kind of chart, I I will often, you know, in a reading be like, so uh, have you had any like near death experiences or like, you know, there's a way in which your chart is kind of set up to edge towards mm. a little catastrophe oh. or just like be on the precipice of like, is this the place where it all goes dark now? Like, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. So, you know, also once again, Chani's so rude because I'm like, Ugh, I can't, I have to pick up every phone call because I'm like, is this where it ends? Is this where it all goes down? Wait, but I think this is actually the thing that as as literally we were all like scream texting each other being like, oh no, I understand myself. I am seen. <laughs> like that's the experience I think of reading your book mm. of just being like, oh, Oh, here, this is, that's right. That's me. Or like that experience of being kind of understood Mm -hmm. or that we are a puzzle piece that fits into the world. Yeah. And for me, it feels like that's the great appeal of an in-depth astrology. You know, Rebecca and I were talking like, when was the first time you ever like saw a horoscope or even it was introduced to the idea? And that was, she was remembering like reading it alongside the comics. Oh, but I only I read it every day. I read it every day. Like that was the only thing I read in the newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a very bright person who knows about the world as an Aquarius. But at that time, uh, yeah, for sure. But I was like, oh, I remember reading my horoscope, like my monthly horoscope in Sassy or like, yeah, yeah. that was what it was. You'll get your period um, in front of a boy. And but you should definitely not okay. talk to him that time. But just I was like, oh, I am seen by my chart. <laughs> like, mm, I understand yeah. what's happening. Rebecca yeah. actually got me a reading for my birthday last year. This year? Last this year. year from this somebody year. you recommended, somebody mm-hmm. on your team recommended. Oh, how lovely. British it lady. Was so wonderful. It really does like mm. it repeated itself, right? Like it like those ideas echoed again when rereading your book about yeah. just like, oh, I'm here to here, what did I I'm here to build and fully enjoy a life of pleasure and productivity. Okay. And I was like, thank you. Wait, oh. what about the cycle that you were in, Amy? The that you're oh, in a different cycle now. That I am a something with like with my son in yeah. the house that it's in. Uh-huh. I need to I find myself and I need to express myself by traveling or exploring the world. Yes, and so your ninth house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I took eighteen months, like two years, backpacking when I was yeah. thirty. Uh-huh. And then she was saying that now in this cycle, like entering into 44, 
right when like I actually did start traveling again. This was the first time this summer I took like the kids use their passport for the first time we went to El Salvador. It was the first international trip since oh, the pandemic. Wow. And I was like, oh, but it's starting. It's happening again. Yeah. I'm like, oh, back you're into in a ninth my year. house year. Mm-hmm. Yes. I see. I'm you're in a ninth, ninth house year. Then that would be good. Thank That's fun. I, it feels really fun. Yeah. Yeah. You go from that to 10th house year. You're on, you're on the upswing right now. Oh, I love an upswing. We deserve it. <laughs> you know, one of the things that we talk about being deeply rooted in traditions and then also looking forward and we're in a world of like, what is AI? It's just like predictive information, predictive technologies, mm-hmm. something that we're all sort of optimizing life or figuring out the future things. And I want to just have a conversation with us about like what the tools we have in front of us, like something like astrology can do for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. What are the options it gives us or the the framework that's different than expecting us to tell us the future? And I think mm-hmm. that's something that we we're in a societal stage. I don't know mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the society um, keeps expecting like we're going to know everything that comes yeah. because of technology or something when in fact there's so much that's not predictable and also at the same time humans do the same shit over and over and over again so a lot is predictable about humanity and I'm I just something that I'm wrestling with or I'm feeling that tension and and I want to talk about that here that's sort of a a laying the groundwork for that like how if you've been thinking about that or how you think about astrology as a tool as opposed to or maybe sometimes as a predictive a framework versus a predictive. One of the ways in which we use astrology is to be predictive. So Mm -hmm. this is one of the things It's maybe one of the problems with it as well. Mm. And so I do think a lot about that because on the app, you know, every week I give a reading for each rising sign and talk about how to use the astrology of that week. And I, of course, try not to be too, you know, tight or too like, this is going to happen because I don't know what's going to happen to you. But this is what the sky is saying. And so Mm. a reflection of that might land like this in your life. And these might be some good things to do to like either, you know, matrix out of it or like work with it and, and, and make the most of what it is. So that's how I approach it. So it's definitely a predictive tool. But I think what I notice as an astrologer and what as a human being is so important is to remember that there is like a great mystery at work and Mm -hmm. that we are connected to it and we are vehicles for it. And we can do all of this stuff to make our life convenient and to try to be in control of everything. But there is something so much more powerful than that, that is always going to kind of take us out at the knees when we, when we get Mm -hmm. too big for our britches and you know, we're in this moment of massive environmental catastrophe. And we are actually in a moment where we're grappling with if we're going to let ourselves go extinct or not, I think. And that is something that is like looming and ever present. And I think we need to stay desperately, you know, tenaciously in a place of solution and, and fighting for all the things that we can save. But we also have to grapple with this thing in which we've tried to control everything, you know, industry and capitalist consumerism and patriarchy and white supremacy colonization has tried to extract and control nature to such a degree that now nature's like, coming home to to be 95 degrees and then also 40 degrees the next day. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
we're really grappling with mm. so much now. And we're still, I think it's important to remember we're still in the mystery of it and that, you know, we could still choose life over the death machines that we are in, that are the systems that we're in. But I think when I watch the astrology unfold, I can look at it and be like, oh, this is going to be a time where, like, say for this, this summer, for example, we had the Venus retrograde. So Venus is a planet of love and connection and also women and femmes and LGBTQIA community and all of that. Gen so we know gender, you know, things about gender are going to be up because we live in a, in this situation. So it's not, <laughs> I love that. It's, we live in this situation. You know, like this, this is where we are. <laughs> but the, yeah, the men create calendars that don't make any sense. And we just, <laughs> the whole world organizes itself again around it. And so we knew like, okay, so these are the themes, but you know, so Barbie comes out the day Venus is stationing retrograde. It makes the most money that a female director has mm. ever made. It is bananas. Just like everyone's going back to the theater. Everyone's dressing up. It's, it's, we've got Beyonce, we've got Taylor Swift. We've got just women just breaking boundaries mm. and shattering molds and reviving the economy. And then we've also got yeah, Venus's art and it's in it was in Leo all summer, so it was the, that's the sign of the performer. So then we've got the WGA SAG mm, after mm. strikes, right? And Venus is the planet of union and connection, and so it's literally talking about a union and mm, you mm. know groups of people and what justice. It's it's the planet that is connected to justice because it rules Libra. Um, so anyways, so like, I didn't, you know, I like, I didn't know that the, all those things were going to happen, but then as they happen, you're like, oh my God, this is so fucking wild. And, and then there was all those breakups, like the celebrity breakups, yes. oh, bananas. Are, wait, who, who are all the breakups this summer? Rosalia. Oh. And Raul Alejandro. Natalie Portman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Joe Jonas uh, and Sophie. Who's he? What's I heard, yeah. Tina Knowles even got. No. Well, we're going to have to cut this out because we have not done the research. We got to do some. We can't be we can't be cheesemeando here without I mean, um, just, some details. It is an extensive list. If you look from June, especially like July and August, like things just got I mean, it was just like every week. The the prime minister of Canada got a divorce. Never oh, right. Yeah. Justin Trudeau. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, yes, they did get it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tina. I do think that there's something about allowing ourselves to have a relationship with the cosmos actually allows us to have better relationships here. Yeah. Like in our little itty bitty. I don't know what it is. It's, is it about giving ourselves context or just like mm. understanding better that we're in relationship to all different kinds of things and maybe we can understand them or maybe we don't. But it makes me feel more open. Yeah. To whatever may come. Yeah. You know. I was watching the Indian matchmaker show on Netflix oh, love. and you know how they always go to the guy who's like, mm, he like looks at the person's face. Yes. The face reader. And he reads it and he's like, absolutely yes, not. This is very, <laughs> no, Amy hasn't seen it. And I was trying Judgy. to explain to her. Oh my God. It's so good. You have to watch it. Oh, uh, he's like, this is very inauspicious. Like it's always like, <laughs> yeah. no, they cannot it, even talk to each other. That's We've right. gotta go. And she's yes. always no like, nuance. Oh, and she's always like, She's like, correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She just like totally. rips up the headshot and throws it yeah. out. And She's I, out. you know, I'm curious what makes sort of an American interest in astrology culturally different than, say, Indian matchmaking or a place where it's more embedded in or the like culture. the Chinese zodiac. Yeah. 
so Americans are were very indoctrinated in, of course, like rugged individualism. So mm. we use it to develop ourselves and our own sense of self and life purpose and what we're born for. You know, like my book is a very American-esque, North American take on astrology because I'm saying you're an individual, you have a mark, you have a calling. Mm. And hopefully my work is also like, please show up for the collective and be a good community member and like, don't be a selfish asshole. That's that's the underlying statement of everything. You did a good job. Thanks, yes. thanks, thanks. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> but definitely, you know, like America's obsession with it is to just have ever more reflections of self. And so mm-hmm. we can use that for our betterment collectively. We can use it to feel more like affirmed and that is important, but then it also verges on tips over into being like just incredibly obnoxious and self-absorbed. So we, it's all like, you know, it's how we use everything. We use it for ourselves, but hopefully that awakens something within us that reminds us that we have this great wealth of talent, energy, purpose, and we can then share it. So I'm always hoping for that kind of pendulum swing to happen. Um, That if you have a purpose and a calling, uh, then, you know, maybe you'll, move more quickly to be of service with it because we all have service to do we all have to jobs in the world but it's better if we feel like "Ooh, this is like something that excites me this is something that makes me feel alive then people are also going to respond to it better and then it can help make shifts and it can you know wake you up wake hopefully other people up so i do feel like it's a domino effect so to whatever end, we don't use it only for our own self-congratulatory or like myopic like, <laughs> need to like focus on ourselves. You mean how like, we're like, yes. uh, Chenny, uh, so we need to talk about my, how my I, side? My yeah. side. but we're endlessly fascinating too yes. to ourselves because it is self-discovery. If you dig deep, you do find, I hope, some kind of God some kind of universal truth, right? Like that's what great art is. It's specific, but it's universal. And so that's what astrology I think can help us get to if we're, if we've got that desire. I mean, any tool to help us get to ourselves yeah, and organize the chaos, right? That's also the organizing the chaos is important. Yes, that's correct. I said the Virgo rising with Saturn (laughs) on her ascendant. My God. Well, I think, okay, so we are, Entering into the fall, there will be a new moon soon. What, how do we prepare? We, we love a new beginning. Love a new moon. You know, one of the first things I started putting out was a new moon workshop. And so I wanted people to be like, if you wanted to celebrate or mark the new moons, because symbolically they're good times to begin things or to uh, initiate something. They're the beginning of a lunar cycle. And they're small enough, 28 days, that you can like, you know, work with it. And also, I'm Jewish, and every month, Jews mark the new moon. We It's like a huge deal, like the, the head of the month. And if a holiday or Shabbat falls on a new moon, it's an even bigger deal. So I do feel like it's baked into a lot of people's, I feel like, just as a human you, we were always paying attention to these cycles because they also taught us where we were in time and space and calendars and math and just like what time of year it is. 
So every week I give a reading in the Chani app, but on new moons and full moons, they're kind of special because we give a new moon ritual and we have, Mm. you know, journal prompts to work with. We have those every week, but I think setting an intention or just having a moment, like a new moon is a blank slate. You can't see Mm. the moon. So if you can think of that symbolically with your life, like just hitting refresh, it's like press refresh Mm. on your life. Like let's just go dark for a second. If you think about following the cycles, go dark, get quiet, listen, what wants to come forth next. And then Mm. as the moon starts to take shape in the sky and give us more light, then you kind of like come out with it. But I think letting ourselves kind of go back to neutral with that is really helpful. And then, you know, in the readings on the app, I tell you where that Newman is happening for you and what might be some good things to do with it. And I try to be excessively practical and very uh, concise and not too complicated so that you can actually do it in your life. And I think the simpler things are, and the more we can fold them into our life, the easier it is to do them. And then the more meaning we can Mm. Uh, kind of experience from them because we can get into a ritual with them and just be like, oh yeah, this new moon. And then, you know, every month you're like, oh yeah, this is how. You know, that's what they say the science of habits is too, or yeah. like getting in good, it's exactly that, which is like, yeah. what are the things that you can just fold in and make yeah. happen with not too much thought, but some intention? Yeah. yeah, not too much complication at all. I love that. Well, I already have thought I need to buy a moon calendar just for my for my house to have up. Yeah. So I'm very just immediately aware of each cycle of the moon. And yeah. um, it's just such a joy to get to talk to you. You know, it's just uh, one of the great things for us as mashups is figuring out, like we said, wisdom traditions and ways mm. that we can um, find to kind of support making beauty and um our what we Mm -hmm. want a beautiful life to look at and this Mm -hmm. is you're doing such a wonderful uh, such a mitzvah such a service you're really sharing so much light and love to so many people in such a joyful fun exactly yourself way it's clear to me that's why you found your that's why you found it that's why we found you you found your flow now (laughs) you flowed to us so thank you. Chani, thank you so much. <laughs> thank, thank you so you much so, for having so much. me. What a joy. Thank you, Chani. We are seen and your rudeness in knowing us and your generosity in guiding us knows no bounds. Chani can be found on all the socials at Chani Nicholas. Her book is You Were Born for This and the Chani app is available everywhere. And next week, we have one of the great American journalists, the fantastic, the brilliant, the beautiful Lisa Ling, talking about living with her Korean mother-in-law and plant medicine. Make sure to catch the rest of The Ultimate Guide to a Mashup Life. We'll have episodes every week, all fall. Like and follow the Mashup Americans wherever you get your pods and tell your friends. And if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, do it. Mashupamericans.com slash subscribe. Love you. This podcast is a production of the Mashup Americans. It is executive produced by Amy S. Choi and Rebecca Lehrer. Senior editor and producer is Sarah Pellegrini. Production manager is Shelby Sandlin. Thanks to DJ Rob Swift for our theme song, Salsa Scratch. Additional engineering support by Pedro Rafael Rosado. Please make sure to follow and share this show with your friends. Bye. Bye.